Hey, this is your host, Paul Edsbitter Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latibur Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. It's been an interesting week. I think there's a lot of great discussions and topics out there, but of course, we have to talk about the most prevalent one that we saw that was blowing up in the business world. Amazon, once again, you know, fresh off of acquiring Whole Foods already has another reason to be in the to be in the mouths of everyone and the people. Of course, I'm talking about the now famous, some might even say infamous, Amazon Key Initiative. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Amazon, uh, for those that haven't heard the news, is dropping um, the Amazon Key and HomeKit, which kind of allows you to set up a um, system to where the delivery driver can have access to your front door and drop your package inside so that it is safe from anyone from taking it, you know, if someone's out for a long time uh, and isn't going to be able to see the delivery person when they get there, Amazon's finding a way to uh, solve that issue. Um, so, I mean, it got a lot of buzz when it came out. And I just definitely wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, man. I mean, my first thought was like, okay, everyone's a little bit concerned because they're thinking about a driver's just going to walk up into your house and he could just, you know what I'm saying? He could go up into your place, two-step, chill, make a sandwich, watch your TV, then leave. And <laughs> I mean, that's justifiable concerns. But I was like, you know, Amazon is pretty smart. They must have they must have thought like a way around where you couldn't just take advantage of people that aren't home. And of course, they did the first thing is, you know, throw it out of the way because Amazon's not highlighting it. But the whole key kit to start off with, it's going to set you back $249. Yes, $249. That's $249. So basically, if you want your packages in your house, you're you going to need to have a real big initiative to have it because uh, <laughs> it's not just for anybody, as they say. The second thing that I, I is pretty uh, cool that they do is they basically set up a home, not say home security system, but home camera system. So where you have not only a camera watching the front door, but you have it letting you know access to exactly when the driver is coming and when they actually step in front of your premises and you can see what they're doing. So basically, I'm pretty sure if you have a little smartphone, your app thing, you can pretty much see in real time your guy coming into your house and dropping off your package. And if they're doing anything that we would we should say shady you could probably report on it and, and catch them in the act so those are cool things i mean it's great that they're taking the initiative and want to install those things and those procedures as like ways to make you feel better for allowing them to happen and you know they, they do a cloud key so it's not even they get a physical key basically you give a you set up a cloud key with amazon and it, that's what kind of lets them in so it's not like they even have a key to where they can come back later on the day into your house so you know all futuristic all cool but once again that 249 price tag is it's it's basically if you get it you either a don't like the idea of your package sitting outside because you might live in like i said a, a shady neighborhood or b you got money to blow and you just want to be part of the new technological thing uh i'm i'm c i'm gonna let that thing sit about there because you know i i live in a pretty nice 
gated community don't mean to stamp but i mean it is what it is so i'm not really concerned about things of that nature but you know if i lived in a place where shoot i might have to look both ways when i cross the street maybe wait a little extra second you know what i might think about it but yeah that 249 price tag is probably it's pretty much gonna make it to where you had to be real about your your package games to 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 take that uh jump in so it's gonna be interesting to see what early adopters uh try and get into that program yeah, I agree, man. I think it's uh, you know, it's for the people that shop a lot, people that are getting packages every day, every other day, maybe even you know several times a week. Uh, I think it's going to be clutch for those kind of people. Um, and the the good thing about it, Amazon's kind of starting it off small. It's only available to Prime members, so if you only have if you have a Prime membership, that's the only way you'll be able to get this uh this access so far. And then it's only available um, in a handful of like metropolitan areas. So if you kind of live in a, a rural community or a community that's not really inside a city, uh, it's not going to be for you. But yeah, man, I agree with you, man. I, uh, I'm not really an early adapter on most things. Um, th- they would have to do something special to where I would need this. I probably get packages um, twice a month, if that. Um, so it's, it's not really necessary for me, but listen, Amazon, I mean, I can't doubt what they're doing because, uh, Jeff Bezos, man, he just became the richest man in the world after the, uh, quarter three earnings were of Amazon were released. So he's actually doing the right thing, man. And, uh, Amazon continues to leap over Google and Apple, all the technology companies to, uh, you know, be the number one leader in the category. So um stuff like this is just innovative and it's going to continue to drive the company in the right direction yeah man you know like like you said amazon they they the people they the dogs best customer service i ever experienced in my life so like so you know can't ever uh think twice about them but yeah you know it's still eh. but of course you know my co-host can also you know avoid this because he too lives in a good neighborhood so he ain't really worried about uh someone seeing a package there and maybe thinking you know what that looked great in front of my in front of my own uh, house or a TV stand. <laughs> but yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, the good thing about Jeff Bezos and much like our guest today is he learned to take lemons and make lemonades. Of course, I'm talking about the lovely, the entertaining, of course, so much gem-filled uh, guests that we have on this week, Miss Brittany Oliver. I'm gonna let Paul kind of give you a little quick bio on her. Yeah, uh, definitely cool transition, man. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I'm trying to learn from you, man. I'm trying. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, today's guest is Brittany Oliver. Um, she is a huge inspiration because she has a huge, you know, a, a big story on how she went on 100 job interviews and couldn't get anything. Uh, so she decided to branch off and uh start her own uh business venture um she still works nine to five but she really puts a lot of her energy onto her business venture lemons to lemonade and it's basically a company that puts on events uh that helps kind of bring millennials uh kind of minorities black millennials together to network and share their stories uh, about turning lemons into lemonade and hopefully they meet, you know, other people who can kind of help them along the way. And it's pretty amazing what she had to tell her story about leaving Tennessee, going to New York, 
the big change that was, and also just becoming an entrepreneur and, and what it takes to really maintain that status. Um, so, you know, just like our other guests, this guest is uh, doing her own thing and she's uh, making it known. So I'm super excited for the interview we have today for you guys. Yeah, and trust me, it is definitely worth listening to. She really expounds on not only her knowledge of her business, but how she helped motivate herself and get her through that just a trying time in your life. I mean, Jesus, a hundred job interviews. Like I couldn't even imagine like going on a hundred interviews in an eighth month period time and still pushing and keeping going, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I might like I I might I might have gotten to 2025 and, and maybe ask myself what 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 Wendy's and McDonald's hitting for me. What, <laughs> you know, get you a little starter job just to build your confidence back up. So you know, it, all power to her, and she really does bring such a presence and, and energy to everything that she t- does in this podcast, especially it. And w- like my co-host said, I'm just really excited for you guys to get to experience her. So we're not gonna hold you up too much after short commercial break we're so honored and glad to present to you miss Brittany oliver all right and today's guest is miss Brittany oliver from she's the founder of lemons to lemonade Brittany, how are you doing today i'm doing well how are you i'm so excited <laughs> thank you again for being on i'm doing well um and we just want to jump right into it so can you tell the listeners a little bit more uh, about lemons to lemonade. Yeah, so lemons to lemonade doesn't have anything to do with Beyonce. I know <laughs> that about that, but yeah, this is a pre-Beyonce uh, experience. Um, lemons to lemonade kind of came about based off of my career journey. Um, in 2011, I graduated from Howard University and I was excited to embark on, you know, this p- public relations journey. You know, I want to be a, a publicist. And so I moved to New York two weeks after I graduated. And the goal was to just ride that PR train. But unfortunately, that didn't happen for me. Um Within an eight-month period, I went on over 100 interviews to try to get a PR job. And, you know, I didn't get the job that I wanted. And I experienced a lot of ups and downs, a lot of rejection. You know, just imagine being told 100 times, you know, no. It really brought down my spirit, you know, my confidence. I wasn't the same girl that walked. I was just this Howard girl. Uh, very excited to embark on this PR journey. You know, I had my internships under my belt. And so I followed, you know, the procedure, the rule that everyone tells you. You go to school, you intern, and then you get your job. But that's not how it worked out. And so here I am, um, 100 interviews in eight months. And I had to really, you know, figure out how am I going to deal with this? Um, It really brought down my spirit, uh, my confidence. And um, I really had to figure out how to get back to myself again, because I lost the confidence that I had leaving Howard University. Um, And so I went through this journey of ups and downs um, 
to figure out my passion. Was PR my calling? Was this what I was supposed to be doing or was it something else? You know, why am I in New York? How am I going to take a big bite of the big apple? The one that I always envisioned for myself. Um, And so that's kind of where Lemons to Lemonade comes from because life threw a lot of lemons my way, you know, early in my career. And I had to figure out how to turn those things around. And that is an incredible, you know, just from where you were at then to now, it's an incredible journey. And I want to go on a, a specific timeline, like you said, you went on over 100 job interviews in an eight-month period, which I I couldn't even imagine landing 100 job interviews in an eight-month period. So it it's such an insane thing to do. And as you said, it was such a, a, a unique time period in your life. Could you kind of tell us, like, what did you learn about yourself during that, those eight months and what pushed you to keep you know pursuing more and more opportunities so just to be clear those 100 interviews were in-person interviews not the phone call Dang. yeah in person and so you know when you get to that stuff it's like whoo almost there you know and so um I did everything at that point, you know, a lot of people, it was the interview and a lot of people would say, well, what was it, you know? And I'm like, I did the mock interviews. Um, I found people to, to do those with. Um, I made sure I was dressed to the nines. I made sure my hair was good. I did everything and, you know, I'm natural now, but I also, I always made sure that it was, you know, and that's a whole nother topic, the whole natural hair thing. Um, but, you know, I made sure it was pressed. I made sure I looked the part. And I just did not know what was happening there when I got into the interview. Um, and a lot of times I didn't get the feedback that I wanted. No one was very, you know, specific on what I could do better. A lot of times I would receive feedback is like, I wouldn't have changed the thing. You were great. We just went with the intern or we went with some someone else or, you know, we felt like your experience, um, you didn't work for a top five PR firm. And so we felt like you need to be an intern again because you need to work here and not there. And so a lot of a lot of it wasn't me. So one thing I learned was through that experience that a lot of the times um, it's not you. So don't be so hard on yourself because I really just I was so hard on myself. I it was like what am I doing? I would beat myself up, and I had to stop doing that because that was beating up my spirit. That was bringing me down. And a lot of times it's not you. Um, it's them. It's what they're looking for. You know, when people throw out, you're not a cultural fit. I don't know what that means to them, but I can't change the color of my skin. You know what I mean? Certain things I just can't change. Um, and if I'm not a cultural fit for you, then that means that that wasn't a good place for me. And, and I had to start to learn that, you know, finding a job is a two way street. Um, not only are they looking to see if I'm a good fit, but I need to see if they're a good fit for me. Um, so that was one thing that I learned. I also learned through that journey that I wasn't alone. Um, during the time I felt alone, um, I didn't feel like there was support, um, because all of my friends, you know, in New York, they were living their dream. They were living their New York dream. 
they had the cool jobs at NBC and different places. And, you know, they were doing really cool things. And so, you know, meanwhile, I'm, you know, at home, well, at my grandmother's trying to figure everything out. And um, that was once I started talking about my journey, when I wrote about my 100, you know, interview experience, I start to get so much love and support and it made me realize, wow, there are people out here. I'm not alone. And that's kind of where I started Lemons to Lemonade. You know, once I started writing about it, um, it encouraged me to create the platform and to keep talking about different experience, experiences that we have as millennials in our careers. Um, and another thing I learned is, you know, timing is everything, you know, this is only a moment, you know, that was eight months and I've been in New York for six years and just so much has happened. I've come so far and it's really a moment of time when you're in it, it feels like the end of the world. I get it, but it really is a brief moment that you learn so much about yourself that you can use to bring yourself forward in your journey. Um, I don't regret any of it because without it, I wouldn't be who I am today. And Lemons to Lemonade wouldn't exist. So I'm happy about that moment because it really did make me stronger. I feel like a warrior with the warrior spirit. And that was was like the mantra that um, I developed because, you know, life can beat you down, but I would look at those words. I wrote them down on a piece of paper and I stuck it by my door. Um, And before I left my apartment each day, I would look at it to remind myself that I have the strength to get through this. I'm stronger than what I know I am. Exactly, and we're thankful you were able to be stronger than what you know because you wouldn't be here today if that that wasn't the case. Right. You know, a lot of people are like, girl, why didn't you take your, I would have took my behind back to Tennessee. But I just knew, I knew I was here. I was in New York for a reason. I knew there was something greater because up until that point, things kind of worked itself out. You know, I said, I want to go to Howard University. I went to Howard University, um, said I wanted to major in PR. I majored in PR. Um, I had the internships. I said I wanted to move to New York and I moved. And so things, I got here and I I had to just make it here, you know? Definitely. And um, so I wanted to kind of uh, go from the that eight month period to the process of creating Lemons to Lemons. So when, or Lemons to Lemonade. Um, so could you kind of explain, you know, the process of creating your brand and how it has evolved to now. Yes. So um, Lemons to Lemonade, um, I had a chance to um, work at Essence Magazine. Um, and that was during the process. So after my um, 100 interviews, I finally got a job. But it was at a hospital. And so I still wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, working 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And so I was so far away from the networking and the, you know, what I thought New York would be for me. 
but I, I kept true to it and I said, well, I have to make do with what I have. And so what I did was I got another internship. So that 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. shift that I had at the hospital, I got an internship. I got some freelance opportunities and I would work on my days off or right before um, my 3 p.m. shift. And I, I made things work. Um, there was one time that an organization, ColorCom, um, was starting in New York. And I had to work that day. I made sure I asked for someone to cover me. Um, I told them I would be a little bit late coming back for lunch. I took a $30 ride to Midtown to be in a room for 15 minutes to meet who I needed to meet. I spent $30 to go back um, because it was that important to me. And so those were the steps that I took to, to try to stay relevant in the industry. Um, and so I had a chance to go to um, album release party where I met an editor from Essence and um, we kept in touch. You know, she gave me a tour. We kept in touch. I finally got the PR job that I wanted. And that ended up I ended up getting let go from that job nine months later. And so we were supposed to meet up and I kept pushing it back because I was embarrassed. I'm like, here I am again on the job hunt. And I just, I hate to always have something bad to say, you know? And so I'm in that moment and she's like, girl, why are you pushing this back? And so I finally told her and she's like, that happens to everyone. Let me call you back so we can reschedule. She called me back, and instead of rescheduling, she offered me an opportunity to be her assistant. And I I was just blown away. And from that moment, I just, being in that office was the food for my soul. I needed that, and I didn't even know it. Um, I was around so many Black women who were just unapologetic about their, their future, their past, their present. They weren't embarrassed by you know, situations that happened to them. And it empowered me to talk about my my eight-month, 100-interview journey. So I wrote about it on Levo, and it went viral on LinkedIn. And I said, you know what? I don't have to wait to publish it somewhere else or, you know, pitch it to a publication to have my work published. I can create my own website, my own content. And so... I started the website, uh, BrittanyOliver.com, with Lemons to Lemonade to focus content on, you know, our career, millennial career trajectory, um, and, you know, lifestyle content. And that's kind of how the brand started. And it's been growing. Um, It started, I launched the website November 2015. Um, and I've gained so many opportunities, um, to have my work republished. Um, it also helped to kick off, uh, my networking mixers and my brunch. Um, and for those, um, my goal was to bring people together face to face because so many times we see on Instagram, social media, you know, all of these, you know, young entrepreneurs and they're shining. They're on Forbes 30 under 30 and all of these 
all of these great things, these accolades, but we never hear the journey. And that was something that I discovered at Essence because I'm around all these like powerhouse women and I finally get to sit in front of them and hear their life lemons. And I'm like, we don't get to hear this. I need to hear this a long time ago. It changed my life. If only we could hear that more often when people are authentic in their struggles and their journey, it puts things in perspective. And so I wanted to get people together to start talking about those things um, in front of an audience. Um, and it's growing. And I've been able to, you know, been I've been supported by BuzzFeed, Jobwell, um, Jack Daniels, Shadon. Um, Burst and Marceller and you know it's just been great and it's continue, continuing to grow and that is amazing that's a, a real journey right there and there's uh, so much into that answer it's crazy you have to really go back and dissect it but I really want to talk in particular your writing you've continued your writing because Lemons to Lemonade actually has blogs on it and a lot of those blogs entries, you know, they not only promote growth, but they also have you put yourself out there to the world. I know you talked a little bit about, you know, how you felt that like you weren't alone because of other people going for the same journey. But if you could just, you know, real quickly, could you kind of recommend to our audience what are some blogs that on Lemons Eliminated they should definitely look into? So um, some of my favorites that I think um, would be very helpful for anyone looking for career content would be one, um, the four entrepreneurs that share their love lessons, because a lot of times um, people who are, you know, entrepreneurs or have a side hustle, we're so busy um, building our brands that we're trying to figure out our love lives. And so um that's a good article on how to juggle it all. Um, also, Gabrielle Union inspired me to write another blog post about um, not selling yourself short. Um, and it was based off of her, you know, journey with BET and how she um, she was suing them because she wasn't getting the pay that she wanted. And I was really inspired by her you know, taking that stand and asking for more. Um, also, um, look into feeling the funk, how to get, get out of your funk when you're feeling down. Because a lot of times, especially when we hit quarter three, quarter four, um, we start to feel, feel down. And it, it's, a, it's a good blog post to pick yourself back up. And then also, um, two more. Um, the importance of celebrating your wins and also she's chief she's the chief and it's it's um an article featuring um ceos of color so those those four or five would be really great to check out and yeah i hope i guess you know definitely peruse your website and check those out um and I kind of want to talk about some uh, your other the other part of your business is uh, creating mixers. So I want to know, you know, what goes into creating a successful mixer, and kind of the importance of that face to face networking that you talked about. Yes, um, the mixers are so much fun. It's a lot of work, but it's so much fun. I love doing them. Um, but. but 
it, it takes a lot. First, you have to start off with your idea and your concept. You know, what do you want to talk about? And I think what people make the mistake of doing is being very general. Sometimes you can dive deeper into your discussions um, to really create a great experience for people who are coming, you know. So I've had topics on self-care um, right around, you know, the time um, Trump was elected. Um, I've also had um, an event for freelancers, and I actually feel like that needs to have two more events because it was just so much content with that. But really diving deep into, you know, what what it's like to live a life as a freelancer from managing your money, making sure, you know, your contracts are good and you're getting paid on time to pitching yourself and, and getting, you know, jobs. Um, so really dive deep into your topics. Another thing is marketing your events and, and working with other people. So utilizing social media, building your mailing list. Mailing lists are so important to getting your your brand out there. Um, and just creating an on-site experience like no other. Like having, I have to make sure I have food for people and, and drinks. Um, and just the speakers. Um, that was one of the things that I was nervous about when I started was getting people excited or wanting to participate um, because I don't have a large budget and a, and a lot of people who, who do speaking engagements, they're, they're charging and rightfully so. But I've been lucky to have people who believe in L2L and who've been willing to come and, and share their expertise and their wisdom. Um, and that's been great, but I've been able to create an experience where people are able to do that because it's good and they and they leave feeling like they have the gems feeling you know equipped to turn some things around in their life that are they're experiencing so it's been really great and i definitely feel like our audience got a gem there that's you definitely have some aspects i'm sure that people don't really necessarily think about when it comes to making their own events and trying to get people out to network and mix so i think you really did give a good play-by-play -play overview about what you face when it comes to actually putting these events to life i kind of want to ask i mean you know one of the cool things i guess in your journey that i don't know if you realize is like you, you kind of still are in the business of pr because now you do pr for your own company lemons lemonade so um i kind of want you to go into your your, your your PR background, if you, you may, and could you kind of tell us what's a common public relations mistake that you see a lot of companies commit? Um, <laughs> you know, that's funny. Um, I think about that, and yeah, my PR experience definitely still plays a hand in everything that I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the common mistakes, I wouldn't say companies, but maybe more so entrepreneurs, one of the things that they make a mistake on is not understanding their nugget of truth. Um, a lot of people are scared to be authentic in their journey, but that's the thing. Sharing that is going to be the thing that makes you stand apart from the rest. Journalists, including me, I receive pitches all day from entrepreneurs. And you can't just give me this, the basics. Like, for example, I'm going to use something that typically I get in my inbox. 
oh, I have a nonprofit and we're cel- we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Okay, that's cool. But <laughs> so so, <laughs> so 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 many other people. So what what is your nugget? What I would have loved to hear is, you know, I'm celebrating my 10 years and in 10 years, we've been able to, especially if your nonprofit has to do with students, we've been able to send this many kids to college and or this woman, this particular student that we impacted, she was able to do X, Y, and Z because of our program. And now we're 10 years in the game, you know, really dive a little bit deeper or what was it that made you decide to start your business 10 years ago? I decided to start this nonprofit on gun violence because my brother was killed X, Y, and Z, you know, really dive deep into that because that's, what's going to make people, you know, click your, um, click your email and want to talk to you more about what you're doing. That's what I use when I'm talking to people, I tell them about my 100 interviews in eight months. When you hear that, you go, whoa, (laughs) I've got to talk to her. I have to learn more. So, you know, entrepreneurs really need to sit down and think, what's my nugget? What's my, what makes me different? Yeah, it seems like you have like a little emotional, like some kind of strong emotional connection that really makes your brand pop, you know, so... That seems to be like a a huge key when you're talking about PR. Yes, yes. You know, you really do have to have emotional connection. And that comes out when you're pitching yourself to other people. Um, Is how how do you bring experience how do you showcase that emotion when you're you're talking to someone when you when you're having meetings when you're trying to get sponsorship when you're trying to get media placement it really helps yeah that's great and um you know i kind of wanted to uh, bounce off that and uh, you know we, we talked about earlier as far as networking in person but you know you also uh, we're a part of Twitter chats, so you do a little bit of social media networking as well. So I kind of wanted to know, you know, what's the pros and cons of both types of networking, and do you have one that you prefer over the other? Um, so I'm always about the face-to-face networking. I just love that. Um, you just get a little bit more from people, um, just a more authentic um experience because of course on social media people can create their own persona right and sometimes it's not genuine so when you meet people face to face you hear it all the time i met her face to face but she wasn't what i thought she would be i like her better on twitter you know you never want to have that happen to you so um but for social media uh the networking it's just being authentic, following people who align with what you're doing or what you want to see. Um, we get fed so much information all day. 
And so it's important to make sure uh, feature the type of content you want. And if you do that, that means you're following the, the people that you want to follow. And for me, the way I network on social is, you know, I retweet, I like, but I engage. So let's say, you know, someone that I really admire retweets an article and I read it and I respond to them and I'm like, wow, I totally um, just, you know, make a comment about what you read and how you agreed with what they said. And then you can start a conversation that way. Um, I've met so many friends, so many supporters, colleagues through social media, just from just talking about the trending topic of the day to, you know, having the same feelings about, you know, something that's happening in our industry, whether it's, you know, what happened at Pepsi with the commercial, you know, with Ken, uh, Kendall, you know, from tweeting about that and someone commenting and having a conversation, you know, there's so many ways to meet people and um, it's been really great. But meeting people in person, you know, it's also important to take those, if you can, take those online relationships and make them personal in person. So uh, what I've done in the past is, and even now, you know, if they're in New York, I, every other month or whenever I have time, I set a month aside to really try to connect with my online friends in person um, because it's important because then you're not as, you're not arm's length away. You know, um, if you really want to collaborate, build together and work together, it's important to meet each other in person and to really vibe and see where people are in their journey. Um, and so I always try to find that time, um, every other month to just connect with people, whether it's happy hour or it's like, Oh, I'm having an L2L mixer. Come, come. I think this would be a great topic for you. Come through. You know, it's just so many ways to meet people and to connect. But I think in person is so much better. It's so much more rewarding. And I think you really um, can meet really good lifelong friends and, you know, create partnerships face to face. And that's true. I think with technology now, we lose a little bit of that face-to-face interaction because we're so used to doing it behind a phone screen, a computer screen. So I think, like like you said, that is the best way to network and actually connect with people because, I mean, when you face someone, you, you see them. You know, you really can't hide and you get their intentions, their tone, you, rather than having to kind of guess, like, what, what, is, what, what do they mean when they say, what are you doing right now? Like, so I, I get you completely and I, I think everyone should prefer that experience. So, yeah, it's like dating. the the ultimate networking game right there yeah (laughs) so i i I definitely know you you touched on a little bit but i wanted to ask i mean obviously s's magazine you worked there for a little while and they were they were such a big part of helping you be um who you are today could you kind of just um let us know like just emphasize how they really set you on the path that you're on right now so i actually still work with them i'm a contributor yeah yeah, I still write. I'm just not in-house. Mm. So I was in-house for a little bit. Um, but it really, you know, it really set me up for what I'm doing now because, one, 
I start to get more comfortable with writing. I always loved to write, but I never imagined myself like working for a magazine, you know, writing for one. Um, And so it really exposed me to the other side because, you know, with PR, you're pitching journalists, you know, you're sending them the pitches, um, you're trying to get placement, you're trying to build relationships with them. But it was so rewarding to be on the other side and to receive those inquiries because now I know what, you know, these companies are looking for, what's going to do well online, what's not. And I think that experience just helped me, you know, full circle because I know what people are looking for. And I've been able to build more relationships with other journalists, too. So that's just going to help even more when it comes to building L2L. Um, And also, I've gained exposure, um, to, you know, entrepreneurs and just a different side. I really, I found my niche um, working in the lifestyle department. You know, a lot of the the articles that I was doing while I was in-house during that time was doing the uh, career network newsletter. And so I had the opportunity to interview all these, you know, girl bosses, women who were just making great strides in their career. And they were talking about their lemons and and it it inspired me, you know, so much of what they were saying, it was feeding my soul because at that time, you know, I was in between. I I got let go of my job. I didn't know if I wanted to do PR anymore. And so it was just so inspiring to be able to hear and meet these women and um, it helped to fuel Lemons to Lemonade, just having those conversations. And that is incredible. I mean, Miss Oliver, the, the time has just kind of flown by. We want to definitely get you to the famous Educate Hustle 2 piece, the last two questions. So the first one, of course, is always easy. Can you tell our audience, the people, how they could connect with you? Yes. So first way is BrittanyOliver.com. When you go to the website, there will be a pop-up to sign up for the mailing list. And that's the best way to keep updated with new content um, and announcements on the mixers and the brunches because my mixers, they go quickly. Um, They fill up really fast. I've had mixers fill up within an hour. So you definitely mailing people in my mailing list They're my VIPs, and they get the first dib before I start to spread it out to social media. So you definitely want to be on the mailing list. Um, Another way to keep in touch with me is Instagram. Um, I have two profiles, lemons underscore numerical two underscore lemonade is the brand um, Instagram. And then you can also find me, uh, my personal Instagram at BS Oliver. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, Brit underscore S underscore O. And I just started a Facebook for Lemons to Lemonade. Um, and so that's Lemons to Lemonade. So just look up Lemons to Lemonade on Facebook. 
And you gotta love the options, people. She died of every single one, so you'd have no reason to not connect with her. And then, of course, (laughs) the last question, no pressure, just, you know, the last words that you're going to tell our audience today. Could you leave us some parting words of wisdom? Parting words of wisdom. What I would say to you all is be authentic in your journey. Never shy away from your experience. It's the very thing that will fuel you. Um and set you on your path to creating your own opportunities and living the life that you've always wanted. You know, life's lemons are always bitter, but you can turn them into something sweet like lemonade. Um, it only takes you knowing how to, how, how to make lemonade that will set you on the, on the right path. So just know that you can always turn those lemons around. Boom. Boom. As a matter of fact, everyone, get all aboard. Because I think the gym train just left the station. Miss Oliver, you have been a delight. We really appreciate you coming on to the show today. I really think the audience is going to love what you bring to the table. Thank you so much for having me. This was a, a honor, a pleasure. I've heard great things about you, too. Um, and so thank you for having me. And there you have it, folks. That was Brittany Oliver doing what she does best, turning lemons into lemonade. Emilio, what do you think about that, man? For the second week in a row, how long you were? How long were you simmering <laughs> on that one? Just how long? <laughs> oh man, the puns, the puns. No, um, Brittany was amazing. She was a good, a great guest. I, I really do feel like in her answers, you really got that thorough detoxification. She kind of held your hand through her not only her thought process, but what she was trying to accomplish and how she's able to get ahead of the competition. I mean. Shoot, I couldn't imagine getting a hundred no's in a row. I couldn't imagine landing a hundred face-to-face interviews. And I mean, like, when do you even begin counting? Like, that's just, it's it's incredible that she was able to go through all that and still be here and still not be broken. So I, I really, you know, her biggest gem that I got was, you know, perseverance. Like, just because you get a hundred no's doesn't mean that you can't go and turn something of your own creation to what you're doing. And from that, successful flow. So, yeah, inspirational. I agree, man. I think, uh, you know, her story kind of tells all that you need to know about the entrepreneur, man. You know, the entrepreneur has a super strong mentality of about going about getting their success. So when you hear stories like Britney's, you know, you want to make sure you're on your ones and twos because you basically have hashtag no excuses. Throwing it back. (laughs) But um it's always inspiring to hear stories like Britney's and you really got to go back and cultivate your own story because no one's going to tell your story for you. You got to really go out there, take those chances. Uh, If you don't make the shot, you got to keep shooting, come back and then you'll be able to uh, once and again, tell your dreams uh, on this podcast or on any platform that you desire. Hmm. True words, true words. Unless you get an audio book, right? Then you can pay someone to tell your story <laughs> for it. <laughs> no, that Paul's, Paul's words really rang true, and you should listen and heed them. But, of course, you're here for the real reason, the real extravagant, the real main event, how you, yes, you, can reach us. Educate us can reach a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There we do snaps, little behind-the-scenes videos, and, of course, 
things to help get you motivated throughout the week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There you do photos. If you're lucky, Paul will curate some nice personalized inspirational words to get you through the week. And of course, we talk about our latest episode that premiered earlier or that day. And then, of course, you can follow, like our page on Facebook. It's really easy to do. All you got to do is go to Facebook and go to Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you reached the right page because you'll see the logo that you guys all know and love. Now, let me take a break from that plug and go into even some more plug. And if you have not already, please rate and review our show on iTunes. It's really easy to do. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts. It's a little purple thing in your phone with the mic. Or download iTunes on your computer. And search Educate Hustle, two words, Educate Hustle. You'll see our show logo. You know, click on that, scroll down a little bit, and it'll say write a review. Once you click on that, you have to give us hopefully five stars, but we'll take, eh, usually we'll take five, but if you really want to give us a four, but hey, we're, we're on a five record right now. So once after that's done, you have to write a title of your review and then write a review itself. The review could be something short and sweet that's it's lit or something long and deep and meaningful. And of course, life changing ads, it's still lit. Once you do that, that helps lead us to not only more awareness, but also more guests, which means more shows, which means better shows for you and everyone that tunes in. So let me get out of that plugin to go into my initial plugin right back into it. So if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter. It's very easy to do. All you have to do is go to educated underscore hustle. Once again, it's educated underscore hustle. We do a lot of daily interactions and tweets and not only let you know about new shows coming out, but what you can expect in the coming days. And of course, we interact with you guys. So whatever you have in your mind, we'll talk back and then last but not least if you like the show you want to give feedback or you want to let us know how we did or you want to even get on the show itself do not hesitate to email us at educate us podcast at gmail.com once again that is educate us podcast at gmail.com yes sir and you gotta lead us out man lead us out people people, people just as always take the time of uh, take the time to just be yourself work on yourself and better yourself it's a lot it's really easy nowadays to kind of get lost in hustle bustle and disqualify yourself from opportunities because you feel like you're not good enough. You could become as good as you want to be if you take the time to actually better yourself, whether it's something simple as you begin writing or you begin researching more, or you begin learning more. Do not become complacent, as they say. Try and become a better version of you each and every week. That way that you can stroll onto your new opportunity whenever it comes to you because you will be, without a doubt, ready. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.